All right, we are live. Welcome to Down the Middle. Back to our regularly scheduled time. We have sorted out our scheduling issues, as far as I know. And if we haven't, we'll let you know. Uh oh, oh first, first things first. I know uh -oh. I got a promo and everything about this. <clears throat> but here we are, ladies and gentlemen, back to Down the Middle. And look who is still your all events welcome champion. And I told you, Jake Boger, what did I tell you? I don't remember. I've slept uh -huh. since then. Uh-huh. I told you I'd beat you guys at Uno, and I did. But, but, as, but as everybody, as I said in the promo that I said on my YouTube channel, that we're having a, what is it, a straight edge beer pong tournament for the all events welcome title. <laughs> what way you what you think um what were you were you saying something? I'm sorry, I got I got <laughs> bored. I was putting you over. Oh that's why I said a straight No you weren't. No you weren't you were talking shit. I said a <laughs> straight edge beer pong tournament. Because yeah. you're straight edge. I'm not kind of but yeah. But you don't drink either. Who says I don't drink? You did. I never did say that. Oh, you said. Maybe I, I misunderstood. Do, I do drink. It's but I will, I will not drink alcohol in the fairness for you. I will be fair. Maybe fairness for me. More <laughs> like fairness for you. Why is that? Because I'm not drinking, period. <clears throat> okay, but if you lay in your cup, you got to drink whatever's in the cup. Okay. I already offered to put milk in my cups. Okay, okay. Which for those of you that are confused, the human body can only tolerate even if you're even if you can process lactose, the human body can only tolerate a certain amount of milk within a an allotted time. I believe it's about a gallon per hour. Okay. Uh, are we are we here to talk statistics and semantics? No, but you brought something. I brought something up, and I figured some people might not know. So right. now they're now they are less confused. Well, like I said, I could, it, okay, I'll bring it back to wrestling. It could have totally been a Stone Cold versus Kurt Angle kind of thing. Hey, 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 hey! Ah, Don't do ah. that. <clears throat> and when right. I beat you, when I beat you, I can take the two milk. Milk bottles together and just bash them, and and then I'll probably go throw up somewhere. And then when I beat you, I'll take two beers and I'll be bash right in front of your face. Yeah. Damn, maybe we should do that, and then we can tie it into both podcasts. Okay, I was I was kidding about that. That's all sticky and everything else. And you you think I want to pour milk all over myself? But I would yes. do it for the fans. Well, we're trying to get up there more so I can chop you. <clears throat> anyway. Okay, that's a separate thing, but I'm I'm glad you brought that up. We'll we'll figure out some way to do that. Actually, maybe maybe we should do it here. Um, but you said you said subscribers. That's what I was stating. But I mean, what what are you saying? What would they? We gotta maybe we can incentivize the fans to get a little bit more involved. Okay. Like, like if we get to a certain number of views or subscribers, that I will I'll, I'll take the uh, I'll take the chop. 
live. How many? Um, one or two? What do you mean one or two? Oh, chops. Five minute subscribers. I'm like, damn, dude. Um. Okay. Well, I, we. Well, I'm just gonna be fair. I'm just. I'm just letting you know now. Okay. Before you, just so you can think about your decision. <laughs> I always do too. Okay. I do a straight one. Like when when people are wrestle because a lot of them do wrestle with shirts on. I do straight with shirt down, and I pull the shirt over their face, and I do the big show chop. Um, I'm thinking, because we're this channel is pretty close to a thousand subscribers. I think we're only like six or seven away, but that's too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's too easy. All right. You know what? You know what? Screw it. If we get to a thousand subscribers, Ben can chop me. Okay, but it's got to be a certain time right? Or, or just in general. Well, usually like, usually like other YouTubers and everything say, if I get a certain amount of subscribers by this date, then I can then do it or it's, it's null and void. Okay, or, fine. By the, by, the next, by the next podcast, that's two weeks. <laughs> okay. I will surely, make sure I... Surely we can get six or seven subscribers in two weeks. Okay. I and you can't, you can't, you can't pay anyone to do it. Who says I was going to pay anybody? Okay, yeah, that's true. You will ask, we'll be like, hey, can you all subscribe to this so I can chop this motherfucker? I'll you tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what else I'll do too. Not only will I do it live on YouTube, I'll throw it on TikTok too. Okay. He's like, I'm gang. Let's get these subscribers. I'll take a chop. You side your own death warrant. I'll take a chop for the fans. Did you say one or two? I'll take two. Okay. Because the first the first one's above the shirt, and then the second one you lift it up, right? Yes, yes. I apologize in advance for what you all will have to see, but I will do it for the fans. But you know, I've been chopped before. No, I had. No, I did not know that. Yes, I have. By who? I can't remember his name, but he was he was an indie wrestler. Me and my roommate at the time took chops from him. I forget his name. Big dude, though. Really big dude. <clears throat> hurt, hurt like a son of a bitch. Okay. I have a, I have a small hand. You see me in person. Yeah. I have a small hand. But my hands... But if, for anybody who watches, who watches this and follows XCW... Go to XTW Allegiance. Our la uh, not the last show that's up, but the show before that. Go to the main event, and you will see me chopping a guy named Jay Ellis twice. And by the time I hit that second chop, he fell to the ground. Oh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to fall to the ground because I totally fell to the ground <laughs> when I when I got chopped. Not going to lie, went right to my knees. <laughs> I ain't that tough. <clears throat> Okay, okay. Well, well, just stay. But I'll do it for the fans. All right. Now, the issue at hand here. What about your hand? No, not no, not no, not my hand. I said to the issue at hand here. You, you message me 
about oh, right 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 that's why i'm leading into yeah which is the theme the theme of this week's episode actually so i don't normally engage I, actually i'm rarely on facebook most of my social media is instagram and now tiktok which is a problem but I, I don't i don't get on facebook that much but i browse every once in a while and i i'm in i'm in an aew fan group and i just so happen to see this post which let me say first of all you're welcome on the tiktok thing by the way um does that have anything to do with it well i was sending I oh yeah you stuff. were sending me tiktok no yeah, yeah. I, i've been being not badgered, but I've, I've been told repeatedly that I need to be on TikTok. So I finally, I thought, hey, I've got two podcasts that I can pimp out on TikTok. And I finally downloaded it and I figured it out. And I I will say this about TikTok. It's incredibly fucking stupid, but I get it. I, I will say, though, I think one of our clips is one of the most viewed on there, if I remember right. I don't know which clip that was, but let me know. Let me know off air because I don't, I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, yeah, TikTok is a tremendous waste of time, but a lot of people are on there, so. Right. So you said uh, you're in an AEW group. Yeah, and for an AEW group, there's a lot of hate on AEW, which, I mean, you can criticize AEW all you want, but why are you in a fan group if all you want to do is shit on it? And that seems to be what, like, I'd say at least 70% of the posts are somebody just, you know, giving AEW shit. And it's like, okay, why are you here? But I digress. So the post in question had a screenshot of The Miz and MJF, and I will read it the caption uh i'm not gonna say who put it because that's just something shitty to do but anyway the the caption is who is better in relation to the miz and mjf both have great great mic skills average wrestling ability and similar gimmicks and like i said not only am i rarely on facebook but i almost never engage with a post because well you know how facebook arguments go yeah, but I just felt compelled to say average wrestling skills, average, really. And I actually got a lot of people agreeing with me. I would, I nobody really shit on what I was saying, but my point was, I mean, for somebody to say with a straight face that these two guys who are both on national television, both started their started their wrestling careers on national television at relatively young ages to be where they are now. Now, the Miz's career took a little bit longer to, you know, well, get steamrolling. But, I mean, they both started pretty young and were on TV pretty young. Well, but the only thing they gave Miz the edge was, um, I think it was the real world. I don't think that gave him much of an edge in wrestling. In fact, I think that probably worked against him. Well, no, well, I mean, it worked against him because people didn't like that. Right. But it was still, it was still the thing that helped him out, especially when he, especially when he did tough enough. True. And everything when hit him and Ryback. 
especially when they both did toughen up and everything, and getting a pewter one, that's like everybody knows out of all everybody who was in that tough enough, everybody knows the Miz should have won it. Yeah. Especially especially since him now. But still, I digress. But my point being right. and, and again, MJF the Miz in particular, and and as far as the wrestling skills, the average wrestling skills, it's like for you to say that and actually believe it means you must not watch wrestling. Cause I mean, think about it. I mean, how long has the Miz been in WWE? It's it's going on fifteen years, is it not? Not quite, but it's going. It's been over because uh, he debuted on ECW in like two thousand six, two thousand seven. When uh, or was he there earlier than that? No, hold on. Um, when did Eddie grow? Eddie died in two thousand five, right? I think so. I think it was two thousand five. Okay. Okay. Then two thousand four. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I only, he's going on. I, oh, no, I he's only, going on twenty years. He's close to twenty years. No. Yeah. Five twenty-four. Well, then, yeah, almost twenty years. Yeah, he's he's going on twenty years. Like not quite, but he's he's close to twenty years. Right. Well, I always right, but <coughs> crap. I don't have coronavirus. Um. That's your guys' topic for your podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, I only say that because when Daniel Pewter won it, he was in the Royal Rumble with um Eddie Ray, Ray Eddie Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Harker Holly. And they all chopped him at the beginning of the Royal Rumble. Okay. And I will remember that because of that situation. And that's why I was trying to think when it was the, when was the year that because uh, and all that. So that was 2004 when that happened. Okay. Like, yeah. 2004 is when they had the tough enough million dollar competition. Right. So Pewter went into the Royal Rumble in 2005 and not so long after that, he was released. My point is, so The Miz has been in WWE as an active wrestler for almost 20 years. Right. How many times has he been injured? Not that much, as far as I can remember. I, I can't remember one. I'm not saying he never has, but I can't remember one. How many times has he injured somebody else? Never. You don't wrestle somewhere for 20 years with average wrestling ability, period. Much less hardly ever getting hurt. And never, to my knowledge, never injuring someone. He is, I, I'm. He is one of the greatest WWE superstars that they have. And I defy you to mention one person that he's worked, especially in the last ten years. Give me one person he's worked with that hasn't looked better after working with them. And I don't disagree with that. Dude, dude made Bad Bunny look good. Right. Okay, case <clears throat> And then you got MJF, who, speaking of MJF, did you catch, I'm sure you caught uh, Blood and Guts. I didn't see the whole match, but I... Oh, it's so good. 
I, I, I there I, there are things there are things that people are nitpicking about it, but overall, I, I, I really really good. I saw the ending. Okay, so yeah. Okay. Um. Here's my thing. Okay. The ending was weird to me. Okay. And the only reason I say that is because I, I understood the reasoning why the ending. Sammy, you know, says I surrender and everything. We surrender and all that, so Jericho doesn't die. Jericho doesn't die, and then he gets thrown off the cage anyways. And, it's just the way he lands and all that. It's like, okay. But to me, it's like, and Jericho even said, though, I think it was, yeah, Jericho or somebody even said that the feud is going, their feud is going to last after this. Okay. Between Pinnacle and Inner Circle, it's going to go farther after this. Okay. To me, how can you go any higher or farther than this match. I, I I can agree with that. I will say this though, if anybody can figure out how, I think it is AEW. I think they can figure out a way. Because last time Jericho and MGF have fought fought, fought in singles competition, who's went over? MGF did, did he not? Yes he did. Yeah. And now this just happened now, now again with blood and guts. So right there that means the next time that they fight, especially MJF and Jericho, Jericho has to win. And as well, he doesn't even have to win clean, but yes, he has to win to keep the feud going. Well, no, no, right. Well, well, it will it will be clean, but even then, my my point is though is I understand the reasoning they want to keep it going and all that because you know it's all the people in inner circle, all the people in pinnacle, they can do so much with each other and everything. But I've got an awesome old school mentality and everything. This is what brings me back to liking WCW. Even though AEW is WCW 2.0, you could disagree with me on that one. Uh, I totally agree with you. Okay. <laughs> it is. It's WCW 2.0. Every, especially back in the 80s, in the 90s, early 90s, for NWA WCW, when they had the biggest feuds going on, it ended, as, it ended in war games. And then from War Games on, started new feuds to end out for the rest of the year for Starcade, and then they started over again for the next year. That is the one problem that I'm having with this with AEW. Okay. It's like when, okay, it's like with Japan. It's like with Japan. I'll use Japan as an example. Okay. I'm not trying to go off topic here. I'm not trying to pull you. Start kidding. I know, but I'm kidding. This, like, say you do the death, the exploding death match, okay? Uh huh. You mean Kenny and Moxley? Well, that type or of match. A, but, a a death match, okay? Right. You you start to speak, okay? FMW is known for doing those type of matches. Um. Anyways, you start to spew, build it up to this, 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 and this, and it's like, okay. We're going to do this in a steel cage. Okay. Then that doesn't finish the feud. We'll do the last man standing or a night quit. Still doesn't finish the feud. Go to hell in a cell. Just, just saying in general. I'm not saying 
WWE of just yeah. in general. Do this in general. Still doesn't finish the feud. The what 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 then what do you do after this? Because we're supposed to live it. You do this type of match, okay, then he's done. The only thing I could think of is do another sort of stadium stampede style match. And the only reason I say that is because like it's gonna blow up so badly that even a cage like a cage won't hold it. You gotta give them an arena to do it. <laughs> Just a no holds barred I, I think that kind of a feud has to blow up that way, like a no holds barred street fight with an arena size battle. <clears throat> But and, I think, we, and we all know it's going to come down to Jericho and MJF. It's got to. Right. Otherwise, it's going to be lame. Because, like, if it ends up with Hager MJF, it's going to, like, of course, Hager's going to kill him. Well, right, but it's but it won't, though. Everybody yeah, knows. Know. It'll, it'll, be, it'll come down to MJF and Jericho. Right. Just like, um, who was it with Omega at the end? Well, that, that one. Oh, the Stadium Stampede? Yeah. Uh, I knew you were going to ask me for shit. I think it was, it, it was Omega and, Omega and Sammy, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think, but yeah. I think it's just because Sammy was the only one who wanted to take that bump. Well, well, well that, that who, who's the last one of the group? That too, yeah. Friggin' Sammy, I, I knew he was going to be good, don't get me wrong, but Sammy was really good in that match, especially at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did see the beginning part with him and uh, Dax. Yeah. Is that okay? Dax. Oh, so good. So good. That, and it kills me. How old is Sammy? He's like 23, 24. I, I think yeah, he's I think so. he, he started wrestling young. Yeah, I think he's 23. Like, holy shit. Now, like, getting back that to the guy, topic. Huh? That guy is, I mean, he's already great. Yes. Now, getting back to the topic of hand, though, when people stating that that Miz and um, MJF, sorry, are have average wrestling wrestling skills, no, no, MJF. I will say they, Miz, the Miz is MJF. MJF is the Miz. I will say that yes, they are the two. Breach, they are the same in each company. Okay. The Miz is as bad as he's allowed to be in WWE, but if they let him go further, he would. And that's what, right. Now, not when he wanted... any, Not taking anything away from the Miz, it's just he can't, and I understand, he can't go as far as MJF does. Well, but if he well, could, if he could, I, I bet he would. Well, I mean, well, right, but, well, I mean, he has went farther than MJF. He's been WWE champion. MGM. No, I, I meant in terms. I meant in terms of heel behavior. Oh well, no, right, right. It, it Miz, that, that's why MJF would be perfect in the Attitude Era. Yes. Okay. Because of the whole cussing and everything else, he would be perfect for the Attitude Era and all that stuff. But if but if they're allowed cussing on WWE right now, Miz would be cussing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think MJF works so well in this era because most places can't do that. Arguably, AEW can't even do that. But MJ, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how he makes it work. Is MJF has done some things where, for example, did you see where he shoved the dude in the crowd? No, I did not. They're coming to the 
blood and guts, they're coming to the cage, and he just shoves us through in the audience. Now, normally I'd say, okay, that's a plant. But, A, there were fans in attendance. Right. And the reaction of the people around the person who got shoved, like, I'll put it to you this way. I bet it was a plant, but, man, they made me believe it wasn't. It looked so real. What's that? It looked so real. Yeah, like it looked like he just randomly decided to shove this dude, and it wasn't soft. I mean, like he knocked him down. See, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is he gets over way too good as a heel that you don't know if he's. See, they say live. They say live your gimmick as much as possible. Okay, which is which is I'll use the Undertaker. That man lived his gimmick, bar none. He never did any signings or any of that type of stuff. If you did get an autograph from back in the day, it's one of those. You were at the right place at the right time. Well, not really that because you didn't really catch Taker in a in an area to where like you get a picture with him or whatnot. You like like you said, like you gotta be very lucky. Now, when he turned into American Badass and everything, then it was more lenient to do stuff like that. But even then, and nowadays, since he's pretty much, since he is retired and he is done and everything, I got I got to meet Taker right before he retired for WWE. He did a convention up in Chicago. And just to meet that man and everything, get a, shake his hand, get a picture with him, it was like, oh, my God. Like, this is one of the greatest moments of my life. He's so, tall, he? huh? He's pretty tall, isn't he? Uh, I'm like, how are you? Yeah, like, how's the weather up there? <laughs> that, that type of thing. Um, who, who was I just comparing Taker with? I just lost it. Um, you're talking about MJF and living the gimmick. Oh uh, yeah, 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 living the gimmick. Because um, like there's a, there's a clip there's a clip on on online where a young kid goes and gets an autograph from MJF. I know, I know which one you're talking about. It's hilarious. And he yeah. stands, stands over, over right next to him at the podium, and hey, uh, why can't I remember people's names? This is so bad on me. What's the body good? Wardlow. Wardlow, yeah. Wardlow standing behind MGF, and then the whole time of the picture, he's just flipping him off. He's just giving him the figure. I love that. There, there's like, a you, you can Google that. You can find the picture. It's hilarious. I'm like, there's living the gimmick, and there's living the gimmick. Well, and then another part of that video, when he sits down at his booth, he's got a microphone, and he literally tells Grady, he's like, listen, I am contractually obligated to pee here. It would be awesome if none of you stood in line, you know, to bother me. And he puts his feet up on the table and he's just like, you know, I'm here for two hours because, you know, AEW and TNT require me in my contract to be here. I hope none of you mouth breathers come up and bother me. I'm going to try to get some sleep. And he's like, Wardlow, keep them away. This is perfect. Yeah, and all of a sudden, there they come, one at a time. 
Well, I loved, and this this is obviously back when they had crowds, but I always loved MJF would just try so, and he would succeed. He'd just do everything he could to get the entire building to just get pissed off at him. We didn't we didn't have him that night, did we? No. No, we did not. Not in October. He's he's talking about when we went to the uh, AEW show and I think Indianapolis. Was October. Yeah, it was in Indianapolis, but I think it was in October, wasn't it? Uh, no. Oh no, November. no, no, no. It wasn't. I'm sorry. No, it was not no it was November. Because yeah, it was cold as hell. What would well well depending on it, when you live in Indiana, it's gonna be cold as hell no matter what. Especially yeah, especially October, it's it's gonna be cold. I mean, it was late November because they had Christmas lights and shit up. I can't believe I forgot that. But anyway. But it's, right. it was Yeah, because uh I went to I went to Dynamite. And then that Saturday I went and met the Undertaker. Funny enough, I went and met the Undertaker in Chicago, and then that night I went to War Games. In Chicago, funny, right? Yeah, funny. I went to I went to see War Games at the at the Rosemont in Chicago. I was not to get off topic, but I'm not. I'm going to say this right now. That building is small. Which one, the Rosemont? Yeah, the one that they had War Games in and Survivor Series in in twenty nineteen. Yeah. When you when you want when you go if you ever find it and watch it. Okay, when you do watch it, you see it and everything. That building is small. They like, always seem they always seem bigger on TV though. Baker's Baker's like Fieldhouse in downtown oh, yeah. Indy. Yeah. Okay. That's bigger than that. Really? Yes. Huh. It just seems like it's it just seems like it's so big because of how enclosed in it is with the wooden ceiling and everything. Well, but I mean they made farmers look big on TV. Well Farm Farmers is the venue in Indy where Dynamite was. But I'll be honest, you know what's awesome about farmers though, is there's not a bad seat in that house. No, there wasn't. No, I mean you could have even been on the top row, and you, I mean you still had a decent view. Right. So, you know, another place like that is the Allstate Arena in Chicago, where All In was. See, and I, I was, okay. Not a bad, yeah. not really, not really a bad seat in the house. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we got off topic, but the point is, and then you got MGS. No, 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 Rest- no, yeah, but then you got. I guess I might see how a casual fan might assume that MJF can't wrestle, but that's just because that's his character. Because you don't see him wrestle all that much. Well, they don't book him to wrestle all that much either. Exactly, exactly. But and then when he does wrestle, his character is you know he's trying to do as little as possible. So yeah. Exactly. He's not going to be doing a lot of unless he has to, the character has to. He's not going to be doing a bunch of chain chain wrestling or a bunch of wrestling maneuvers. He's going to be trying to get a quick win, you know, getting in and out of the ring, being a heel. Right. And I think that just got not ruined, but I think people's expectations for heels 
changed because of WWE because not because of Stone Cold, but you had all these badass heels that weren't really heels. You know, right. and I'm sorry, but if you've got, I say it all the time, if you've got heels doing moonsaults and hurricane ranas and shooting star presses, they're not heels. Heels are not supposed to do cool shit. Well, that's why if, if, and Randy Orton doesn't do those things, but that's like, you can book Randy Orton to be a heel at this point in his career. He's still going to get cheered everywhere he goes. Now, early in his career, he was easy to hate, but he's just been around so long now, you almost can't book him as a heel. And, And I don't, and I don't disagree with that. I don't. Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of like trying to book Undertaker as a heel. Like, you just... Why? Undertaker is a little different, though, because Undertaker is more like a force of nature rather than a heel or a baby. Now, he can be a baby face for sure, but... Well, I mean, he... Like, I was... Okay. Of all the times he's wrestled... I'm not going to count this stuff. I'm just counting this straight WWE. The whole time he wrestled for WWE... The three times that he was, and I know it's bad to say, I know it's weird to say that here, say this and hear this, but he's only been healed three times. That's it, right. three times. Yeah. When he first started, mm-hmm. um, when they did the ministry, and when he was the American badass, and he did the like as soon as the alliance um, lost the team WWE after Survivor Series. He turned heel. Taker immediately turned heel. It's like he was a face of the of the show for the longest time because of the whole losing the job thing. He knows he's got a secure job. Now he's going to turn heel, and he's not even healed that long. Right. So speaking turned, of, go go finish your point. But I've got, I've got a theory for you that I want your opinion on. I was going to say like he turned heel by doing what he did to Jr. In November or December, and he's back to being faced by around King of the Ring, um, Vengeance, because of that match he had with that latter match he had with Jeff Hardy. That is what gotcha. signified him as being a babyface again. Right. Yeah. So, but here's here's my theory. Speaking of face heel turns, the Big Show. No, although there's no—I mean, talk about flip flopping. Um, so knowing what AEW is doing now with the elite, I might be giving—I might be giving them too much credit, but I honestly believe this is the case because anybody who says that AEW doesn't book long term is obviously not watching the show. Like, they have to make adjustments here and there, but for the most part, they book extremely long-term. Do you notice shortly after, well, not shortly after, but into within the first year, Cody was distanced from the rest of the Elite almost immediately. And then they slowly got Hangman Page away right, from right. the Bucks and Kenny. And at first, I couldn't for the life of me figure out what they were doing. 
I think I know now. I think they were I think they were building this Kenny heel turn for a very long time. And not only were they using Paige to help do that, but they don't want Paige, they don't want Hangman to be a heel. So if they're going to turn the elite heel, Hangman Page cannot be in the group. Because I honestly, I can't see Hangman Page as much of a heel. Because even when he was in, well, when he was in Bullet Club, he was a heel. But even then, it's like, like I was saying, this dude is. He was more of a. He was more of a rocky rocky when he was in Bullet Club. Exactly. Yeah. But my point is, like, he's he's too fucking he's too cool to be a legit heel because it's so hard not to like. It's so hard not to like Hangman Page because of what he can do. And they're. They're wasting him away on his talent. I don't know about that. I think because he's got the wrestling talent where he might have been lacking. And I don't know if he was actually lacking or not. Where he might have been lacking was part of, well, no, I take that back. He wasn't lacking. Maybe he couldn't talk as well back then, but he was always funny. Because if you watch Being the Elite, he was always hysterical. He he. he, he. Hangman Page can talk, he can wrestle, he can do everything. He should have been champion by now. I disagree. And the only reason I say that is because he's still so young. And I don't I, I agree with it. Hangman Page isn't even 30. Okay. Darby Allen's not even Darby Allen's young and he's TNT champion. But he's not AEW champion. I thought you were talking about AEW champion. Okay, even okay, even then. <laughs> What I'm getting at is that I I don't want, I wouldn't want Hangman Page to do everything he can do in AEW right out of the gate because then his character gets stale. And they went in a completely unexpected, like they were setting him up. You thought he was going to be AEW champion. He loses and then he becomes a tag team champion. I didn't see that coming. And it was awesome. And then I didn't see I didn't see the split up. Well, I saw the split up coming, but I didn't see him getting involved with the Dark Order. And yet, I like what I see. And what's funny, what's funny enough is I was talking to buddies of mine yesterday about about that. I'm like, we're naming off people and everything. There's very little people part of a stable that aren't part of a stable. That are no, that are no, no, like pretty much everywhere you look in AEW, there's a tag team slash stable. Yeah. In, in AEW. And like and a buddy of mine na- named off a couple of people. I'm like, okay, well, no, they're, excuse me. Oh, they're not part of a stable. Hell, Lance Archer's part of a stable. Sting's part of a stable. Darby Allen's part of a stable. Says so Jake Roberts. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, technically, they're technically together, but not together. I don't know if I call that a stable. Maybe a loose alliance. But... Okay, well, Lance Archer was supposed to be one of the biggest, baddest heels in AEW as a monster, and he gets in the face of Sting. Well, they're supposed to feud and fight and everything, and then next thing you know, he's Sting... Shoot him out. Now he's a, now he's a baby face. 
Yeah, he's... that that's one thing I dislike because Lance Archer is an easy heel. Right, and now, but he can't make the save on Sting and Darby Allen when they got beat up by Ethan Page and Scorpio. Yeah. Uh, the only way they can make that work, and it doesn't make sense for Lance, Ar- Lance Archer, is that Lance wants Sting for himself. But again, that's not... Like, Lance Archer in New Japan? Perfect. Just a monster heel who was there to just destroy shit. Did not care. Right, but even when he was in Japan, he didn't win the war. He didn't win the big one. Yeah. And I and think honestly, what... I think the only reason he didn't win the big one is because you kind of it's problematic booking. That's the only problem. That's kind of like how Bron- why Braun Strowman like, I wouldn't put the belt on Braun Strowman for a while because once he's champion, who's going to beat him? Who can beat him? Well, Roman did. Who can really beat him? It's unbelievable. Because I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, nothing's believable in wrestling. Okay, yeah, you're right. Rey Mysterio was a world heavyweight champion. And he beat Kurt Angle and Randy Orton in a triple threat. In a triple threat, yeah. Actually, that makes it a little bit more believable because theoretically, Randy Orton and Kurt Angle could have beaten each other up. And then he just went in. But that's not how it happened. Well, right, but, but what I'm stating is... It, you can't. That's that's why that's why the way wrestling is now, especially with Jim Cornette. I will use him. Go ahead and do your little thing that you want to do, with Jim Cornette, because you're a big Jim Cornette, Mark. Not really. I disagree with him a lot. In fact, I'll get into this in a minute. But I disagree. I heard him say something that was not only factually wrong, but I disagreed with it in principle. But. Anyway, you're no, making a point. No, well, what I'm stating is he's still along the fact of back in the... He, he, to me, he, I think he's still in the fact of the 80s where the heavyweights are the heavyweights, the tag teams are the tag teams, and the lower card guys are the lower card guys. And a lower card guy, like a cruiserweight, should not be the heavyweight. I agree with that to a point, but only to a point. Because, again, I like the way New Japan does it. Like, when they moved... When AJ left, they bumped Kenny up to heavyweight. Now, whether or not he actually weighed 205 pounds at that time, eventually he did. But they bumped him up to heavyweight so that he could compete in the IWGP heavyweight title picture. But he had to... He had to gain size in order to get up to that division. To that extent, I like it. Because, again, like you said, nothing's real in wrestling, so if you need a guy to weigh 205 pounds, just say he weighs 205 pounds. If it's reasonably believable. Now, now, I will say this. The only person who actually they actually did that for to actually make it look real and believable was Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, but didn't he go down? That's my point. Yeah, but that was all just for shits and giggles. Okay, okay. It was funny, but, though. Okay, but that's the thing. is like They even stated that the Cruiserweight title, to go for it, you had to beat 220 and under. And yeah, he which did is the nonsense bl- because it's 205 and under, but whatever. Well, now it is. I think even then it was. No, it was 220. Oh, was it really? Oh. Yes, yeah. 
Um, my well, most, as Jim, as Jim Cornette, as Jim Cornette would say, well, fuck, even the cruiserweights are getting smaller. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Matt Hardy was doing all this whatever and everything to lose weight, wearing the trash bag and all that stuff, lose weight and everything. And they even did the whole weigh-ins and he finally weighed in and it was 120. And he won the cruiserweight title from guess who? One of the best cruiserweights of all time, Kidman. And that goes back to what you said earlier about people shouldn't do good stuff as a heel, like shooting star press. He was a heel and he did that. But he's a cruiserweight. Okay. It is a little bit. Well, no, I take that back because a really good cruiserweight heel was Marty Skrull. Who was probably the only cruiserweight in New Japan at the time, or I'm sorry, junior heavyweight, in New Japan at the time that wasn't doing the high-flying stuff, heel or not. That's Marty like Skrull was doing chicken wings and old school Matt wrestling. Dean Malenko. Yeah, he was a heel, wasn't he? Or was he? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he was against Jericho, who was also a heel. No, 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 well, no. During that, he was a face. Oh, during that feud, yeah. Yeah. But when he was mainly like Cruiserweight champion and everything else, he was mainly heel. Yeah. You're the WCW mark. Huh? You're the WCW mark. I don't know a lot of the early WCW. Right, that's what right. Well, so, you know what? There is an exception to my rule, though, and that was the original ECW. That doesn't count. I know, because every, it could be argued everybody was a heel in ECW. Well, no, I mean, like, they, no, because there was actually faces and heels in ECW. Yeah, but the rules were different. What rules? Well, I mean, for what constitutes a heel and a baby face. It was different in ECW. Well, right, but what, but what I was stating, like, Every match was anything goes and all that yada yada stuff. But when it wasn't even that, it's like, okay, when they finally got to TNN, then they finally said, okay, now rope breaks mean something. And if you do stuff with a weapon or whatnot, that's disqualifications. It's like, okay, they're trying to make themselves out to be a legit wrestling company by the time they get to TNN and then they got kicked off because of Monday Night Raw. Which, you know, one thing that, the, probably the one thing that the WWE ECW did that I actually liked was how they did the Extreme Rules matches. Because it made it, what it did was, I know it's ECW, but what it did was it made it special. Vince ruined ECW when they when oh, they brought it back. Yeah, he did. I'm saying that was like probably the one thing that I liked. Only one. And See, and putting both belts on RVD, I like that too. But other than that, it was the shits. Well, see, okay, well, see, <laughs> see, and uh, I, I've argued with people about this and everything, especially when they brought ECW back. And everything, especially with the ECW title. Oh, they said that's not a true world title. That's not a true world title. Well, crap, it's not. That was a true world title. It should have been. Huh? It it should have been, but they didn't treat it like one. 
Well, but it was a world title. Yes, it was. Because Raw had the WWE title, SmackDown had the World Heavyweight title, ECW had the ECW title. You know, at the beginning they called it the ECW World title. Yeah. And then they changed to just ECW title. But still, it was the World ECW World title. So that means that some people were world champions way before they actually won the big one. Trivia question Who was the last ECW World Heavyweight Champion? If we're going old, old, old no, era, I'm, I'm talking the the total lineage of the belt. Oh, that's Ezekiel Jackson. Now, who was who was the last ECW champion before WWE took it over? Right. By the way, any of you asking the podcast if you want to try to stump the old ref here, feel free to throw that in the super chat. Oh, how many people watching? Well, right now, not very many, but, or if you're watching the replay, leave a comment. I will make sure to ask Ben your question on the next episode. See, you see, we're talking about belts and everything. It's like, oh boy, don't, don't, I don't, I don't know about a lot about belts. I don't. So, I mean, I know enough of, of everything, but, but, a well, well, no, like when we want to talk about belts, we'll have your, uh, your we'll have your buddy on. Well, I was going to, I was going to actually say that. I was like, there's a buddy of mine who, uh, yes, there's a buddy of mine out there who, who, who I will say he has agreed to be on our podcast. Uh, he will be on there on, on our show soon, probably next month or two. We'll, we'll just figure out the exact time we can do this. Um, he, he's way more knowledgeable about, about belts than I am. Uh, he, he, he finds pictures of belts. It's like of stuff that WWE were going to use. And then they were like, yeah, we're not going to use them just because of the way they looked. But you got to wonder how ugly those belts were because of what they used. Which ones? I don't know. Just any of the ones that they decided not to use. Well, like I've seen pictures of. You, you you remember the penny belts, the penny tag titles? Which I didn't. I liked those. Well, what's funny is they actually made made uh, made a couple, but it's, but on on the main plate though, they're going to have name plates on them, like uh, for both for both wrestlers. Like I think each, for, each belt was going to have two name plates. Yes, but they decided against it. Like, yeah, and I'm not gonna disagree. I'm not gonna agree that you though you like the belts. I I wasn't pro, profound of them because, like I said, they're the penny belts, and the belts they got now on TV are the nickel belts. So, but that's just my opinion, and. I, I like I said, I'm an old school guy. I'm a WCW mark, especially when it comes to the, the WCW title with the nameplate. I like that over what they got now with the side plates. Yeah, I like. I'm a nameplate. I like nameplates. I, I think like I get what they're trying to do, but now 
now my buddy, when uh, he watches this and he does come on here, I got a feeling he's going to disagree with me and say that he likes side plates better because I'll call him out on it because I don't have to because he knows it. He's an AJ Styles mark. Because he's got the WWE title with AJ Styles side plates on and he had the red swoosh blue. Well, I mean, who's not an AJ Styles I mean, I mean, I, I've seen the guy live in person for TNA, so. But wow, we got we got we got off topic of the main point. But basically, no, well, no, we very much stated what you know that they're both great wrestlers, and people just need to grow up and. Nor the obvious, but they are at the top of their game, and nobody can touch them. Correct. But I guess my main point is, I said on a couple podcasts ago that, like, I try not to criticize the in-ring work because I'm not a wrestler. But it amazes me. It absolutely amazes me how many people on wrestlers in-ring work when they don't understand what's going on. And it's like, I've not been trained, but I understand that the Miz as a heel wrestles a certain style for a reason. It's not that he can't wrestle. Right. And, and I, I understand that. And I've had this conversation with a cousin of mine who's an actual wrestler. Just like I am. He's wrestled on the Indies, unlike me. Who's wrestled backyard? And and we, uh, he's heard this from other wrestlers and there's whatnot. Something, there's something uh, wrong with your. There's something wrong with your mic. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I mean we could hear you, but it sounded weird. Oh, sorry, I was trying to. Well, what I was trying to say is, is like, we can. I'll, I'll give you the. I'll give you this theory, okay? We can hate. We can hate on a product as much as we want. Okay, but we can't hate on a work on a on a work on a wrestler or a football player or any of that. And the reason being is because, well, if they suck so bad, then why are they making all that money? Well, and I will admit, I fell into this one time, and I actually like. I felt really bad about it, actually. But you remember uh, when Andrade Cien Almas first came to NXT? Well, not first came, but he'd been there for a little while. But he was wrestling matches, and to me, it seemed like it just wasn't very good. But then I remember he was wrestling Aleister Black at a takeover for the NXT title. And I remember during the match, I clicked. I was like, oh, this dude is actually really good. But what it is, is the style he's wrestling. Because again, and he got it. I mean, it was probably because I knew he was a luchador from Mexico. And I'm like, this dude's a luchador? Like, he's not doing any. And I'm like, oh, he's a heel. And this dude gets it. He's wrestling that style to make his babyface opponents look that much better. Because if he's doing a bunch of cool flips and jumps, which he can do, 
Like if you go back and watch him as La Sombra, I mean, but even he was he was kind of a heel by Lucha standards. Original founder of Los Ingobernables, by the way. But anyway, my point was, it's like during that match, I clicked and I was like, oh, not only was I wrong, but this dude is phenomenal. Because Alistair looked so damn good in that match. Every heel goes back to two people. Of how, how every heel in wrestling or not saying every heel in wrestling, but I mean, like, if to get over as a heel, I is it, I I've studied one per, I've studied one person, well two people, mainly one who studied another wrestler. To get over, I've studied Ric Flair. Okay, who is by far, bar none, the best heel of all time. There's no better heel in wrestling than him. Not even the hot rod. Huh? Not even the hot rod? No. Ah, you're right. Because because in Ric Flair got his from Gorgeous George. Okay? And like people like Mike and they've even said people like Mike Tyson and everybody else tried to personify after him because he, he is the greatest heel of all time. Gorgeous George is but for today's era, when people watch wrestling from the 80s and all that, it's Ric Flair. Yeah. And if you want to get over as a great heel, you've got to study like Ric Flair to do what you can to get over and to do as little as possible to be good, to be good. And that's what Ric Flair can do. That's why the that's why matches go 30, 40, 60 minutes long with him. Because he can go a 60-minute draw and you not even touch him. And the fans will hate you. And it's funny. I catch myself every time. And this goes to show you how the wrestling business changed. It's like I caught myself. I was getting really not pissed off, but I was getting real like I was eye-rolling when I think it was MJF. It was some heel wrestler. And he kept rolling out of the ring. And I was just getting so I'm like, God just quit and then i realized it was like oh okay i'm getting i'm getting worked as they would say because that's the point if i'm watching this live i'm supposed to be getting pissed off because then when the baby face gets a hold of him it's that much better but it's you just don't see that it's coming back to a point, but I mean, shit, when I first started watching wrestling back in 06, when I started hardcore watching wrestling back in 06, you didn't see that. That was yeah. very rare. Because Vince doesn't, doesn't like that stuff. Yeah, and it shows, and that's one of the many reasons why in WWE it's really hard to tell the difference between baby faces and heels. Right. Which is hilarious coming from a guy who said, well, you can't have a baby face versus a baby face. It's like, yeah, you can. Japan does it all the time. He 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 barely yeah he barely did it you know he got away with it at WrestleMania six yeah but you notice he did it all the time well well what's funny is uh, 
what's funny is uh, I say WrestleMania 6 with Hogan the Warrior. I actually seen something on Instagram a little bit ago. I uh, sent it to my belt buddy, and I'll even tell you. I'll even tell you about it right now. Um, you remember how he was the Intercontinental Champion? He was the heavyweight champion, right? Okay. Well, usually on the belt, there's five five plates on the belt. The main plate and two side plates. Well, usually on the end, like in between the buckle part and the last plate on the on the one side, it'll usually say WBF on it. Okay. Well, I didn't realize this that um, on the Warriors belt it says WWF Ultimate Warrior on it, and on Hogan's belt it says WWF Hulk Hogan. So it's like okay, so that was like the little personalization of it was their belt. Yeah. Even though Hogan had like a thousand belts before the Wayne Diggle title. Listen, I know my friend is, if everybody's wondering, his name is Hazard F5. You can find him on YouTube, Hazard F5. He's the belt mark of all belt marks. So. He's going to be on our show. He's already agreed. We just have to figure out the schedule. Mr. Englishman, he will be on the show. Oh, actually, I forgot he was from the UK. I was just trying to sound fancy. Yes, he's from. He is from England. From across the pond, yeah. He's from England, but he's just like you and I. But I say he's uh, there's a five-hour time difference between us and him. So, which right now it's like what? Right now, what time is it right now? Almost ten. So yeah, ten ten right now. So that'd be what. Yeah, three o'clock in the morning for him. Yeah, yeah. Man, the man does work. I know the man does work, so I can't really do that to him. Yeah, we'll figure we'll figure out a probably I would imagine a Saturday night. A uh, Saturday night. We, we, I know we, we would have to do it at like a Sunday morning. Oh, okay. Not a word. Because we usually do Sundays anyhow, so we'll have to pick a day where you're not you don't have a show. Right. Well, and speaking of which, that's about time. We try to keep these around an hour. So I'd say that's a wrap up unless you got something else to add. Uh oh no, shit. no, I do. We haven't even talked about it. Uh I'll I'll try to be quick. So the Jim Cornette thing ties into Daniel Bryan's a free or Brian Danielson's a free agent. Yes. Officially. Where what do you think is gonna happen? He will go to AEW. I think he's gonna hang low for a while. You think he'll hang low? For for a little while. I don't think I don't think you'll see him pop up anywhere immediately, but I don't think it's gonna be like a year or anything. No, 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 no. Because he he wants to get out there. Well, and he wants he wants I, the John Moxley deal. That's why I suspect he'll go to AEW because when you go to AEW, that means you can also go to AAA. That means you can also go to New Japan. That means you can also go to Impact. You're right. Well, I think I'm pretty sure they'll allow him to do indies if he wanted to. And plus, I mean, it's Brian Danielson. You can... Well, here's my thing. I think before he even goes to AEW, if he is the Brian Danielson that we all know, 
he will go to Ring of Honor first. I think so. But it'll be spot appearance. Like, he's not going to sign a contract with them. No. I would not be surprised if he shows up in PWG. I think that's too low for him. It's Brian Danielson, though. I know. I, I don't know. Think he cares. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I think PWG is so far low on the radar now that. Yeah, because they lost kind of, they kind of lost a little bit of their prestige, which I, here's what I don't understand about PWG. Like, I get that back in the day they only did the DVDs and it worked for them, but why do they not have a streaming show? That I don't know, but. I don't, I don't get that. I get they want to keep it low and local, but I mean, put that shit on the internet. People will pay. And I, did, and I understand that, but half the people that work for PWG now work in AEW. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They do. Except Joey Ryan, who's not working anywhere. Yeah, well, that was his fault. Yes, that was his fault. Um, but that leads into the Jim Cornette thing I was talking about. Uh, they, he and Hawaiian uh, Brian were talking about, you know, uh, where they thought Brian Danielson was going to end up. And Jim Cornette said something, and I'm trying to remember now because I'm drawing a blank. He said something that was just factually untrue, which was weird because Jim's usually, like, really up on that. Now I can't remember for the life of me what he said. But I, but I just remember thinking, I was like, that's not true. Uh, I cannot remember for the life of me. Well, if you do remember, write it down, and then talk. we'll talk about it on the next podcast. I'll remember right after we get off the air, but yeah. But I'm remember. I, I'm with you. I think I think we're gonna see Brian Danielson in AEW. I don't know that it'll be immediately though. Although I wish it would be immediately, just for the surprise factor of it all. Right, but also, I I I actually understand with you though the whole keeping a on low profile for a bit. AEW's got a lot of people as it is. Well, and that brings me to my next point, where I really wish he would end up and be his own promotion. Now, I understand he probably won't do this for obvious reasons, because he has his family and everything, and I get he'd want to spend time with them, no no confusion there, but I think it would be really interesting if Brian Danielson showed up in New Japan. I mean, I don't disagree with that, but... Mm. I don't think it's going to happen for the record. No. I think he's going to stay in the U.S. I think he would only go to Japan if they let him wrestle Osprey. Oh, I mean, if... Because I'll put it this way. He's talking to New Japan, I'm sure. And I'm pretty sure New Japan's not dumb anymore. They made some boneheaded decisions. Well, actually, that's not true. They they continue to make a couple of boneheaded decisions, i.e. everyone's contracts expiring at the same time. But, right? I mean, they're not that dumb. If you have Brian Danielson, it's like, oh, yeah, you can wrestle whoever the hell you want to wrestle. Like, you want to wrestle Will Ospreay? I, I doubt Will's going to say no. Like, Will's going to be like, yeah. Green on. But then here's, here's another interesting thing. You got Samoa Joe, who is not under contract. You've got Brian Danielson that is not under contract. You've got CM Punk who isn't wrestling for anyone. If there was another billionaire out there, 
who wanted to start a wrestling promotion. I mean, I'm just saying, there's people out there. I know we've got our we've got our fair share of indie promotions out there. I ain't even wrestling promotions out there. Where you I will see say, them. I will say, if another promotion similar to AEW sprung up, I think WWE would be in trouble, legitimately. Well, right now, as they're talking the way they're talking about doing a full capacity of fans at double or nothing, then I think WWE screwed. I don't know about screwed, but I mean WWE is not helping themselves. That's for damn sure. Well, Vince is a. Everybody knows Vince is a germaphobe. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. Although that makes sense why WWE doesn't like blood anymore. And meanwhile, AEW has a special episode named well, Blood and Guts. Well, it's not really the blood thing. It's the more the fact of. In general, like. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. And, th- and this is. I think this is a problem with Vince, is he projects onto things that he doesn't have to directly be involved in. And what I mean by that is like, yeah, he's a germaphobe. Okay, great. You don't have to be at the arena. But he's going to be at the arena. He has to be. But here's the problem. But I I understand that. But here's the problem. He doesn't have to be. But because, okay, here's the simple solution. The simple solution is if you're a germaphobe, but you want to have crowds in a pandemic, and it's that big of a deal to you, then don't be there. But have the show and let people that want to be there be there. And I don't disagree with that, but as long as it's, as long as he's alive, he will be in control, yep. Yep. And that is one of the many problems they have. Well, on that note, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. Don't want to keep it going too long. I will I will write that down when I remember what he said. Because I remember thinking, like, oh, Jim, you're usually on it. But that's just, like, blatantly not true. Like, I know that for a fact. Right. All righty. Well, until next time, fans. And one of us will give an update on when we're going to have the uh, the belt mark on. Yes. Yes, we will. Um we uh we will talk about that and then I will talk to him and go from there. Oh, and then speaking of special episodes, I've got to check with Eric, but I believe this Wednesday, if you're free, we're gonna do that Mortal Kombat review on the uh, the Average Intelligence podcast. Oh, all three of us? Yeah. Okay. Oh, because I told Eric for sure, like we were always gonna do the Mortal Kombat review, but I told him for sure after <laughs> after our lost episode. Uh, when yes. We were just. After the last episode, I was like, oh, man, we should have Ben on when we do that. And he's like, yes, absolutely. Because I saw before you guys. Oh, man. Oh, I'm, so, I'm still so pissed off we didn't push record. It'll be that okay. Was gold. That was gold. It'll be okay. Well, I think what we'll have to do is just recreate it one one of these days. Oh, I know. I know. But... Sure we can. But we it was just great because we were all making so many good points. Well, I mean, you guys were more when you start talking political. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to shut up. Okay, well, we won't keep the viewers any longer unless you want it. If you want more, just subscribe, like, share, and tell us so. And we'll yes. keep talking. But we will see you all on the next one. <laughs>